Pick up your Bibles. Let's get to God's word. Psalm one, two, two. I I was glad. Can we all read together? Let's go. Read it with passion and power. Go. For the last time. Amen. All right, take your seats. We are still on the, let's go to the house of the Lord, which is our monthly charge. Someone say, let's go to the house of the Lord. And it's a message God is giving to us to renew and revive our love and our commitment to his house. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about the house of God, we are simply talking about the church. Hallelujah. Somebody said the house of God is the church. The reason we call it, we call the church the house of God is because, number one, there is a physical place dedicated unto him. Hallelujah. So this place is, even though we've rented the place, it is no longer for the, for the, for, for the time that we are here and for the activities we do here, here has become the house of what? Why? Because here is dedicated and sanctified unto him. Hallelujah. So, for instance, this pulpit that is standing here or the chair you are sitting on, before it entered here, it was everybody's chair. Hallelujah. But once it entered here and we prayed over it and we said that this is dedicated unto the Lord, it has become the, it has become the Lord's what? The Lord's what? The Lord's chair. So, if you have that in your mind, then you will not chew gum and put it under the Lord's chair. Are you following it? It's only when you lack the understanding of the things that are here, where you begin to see them as the things that belong to the senior pastor. None of the things in this place are mine. Neither are they yours. Hallelujah. They are, someone say they are for God. This microphone is for God, not for me. Hallelujah. Everything in this place, the flowers that are hanging there, God owns them. Hallelujah. And this place is also the house of what? Because it's dedicated unto God. Hallelujah. Paul talks about the fact that, do you not know that your bodies are the temple? Hallelujah. The reason that our bodies are the temple of God is because Paul also says in Corinthians that you were bought at a precious price. Hallelujah. So we have been bought. God bought us by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because he bought us, he owns us. He has domiciled us. God is now, God has inhabited us. Hallelujah. He bought us to dwell in us. So this body I have, I may have an eye and leg and ear, but it is the dwelling place of God. Shout amen. Are you getting it? Now, so the house of God because the place is dedicated. The house of God because, number two, the people that goes into the house are God's children. Hallelujah. So the house of God is the church, and the church is the house of God because the church is the combination of the building and the people in the building. Hallelujah. Because both the building and the people belong to whom? Is it understood? Is it understood? So both the building and the people in the building, because they belong to God, that is why we call the place the church or the house of God. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I tried it last week Sunday. I know most of us have read, it's, in, in, it's the book of Psalms and Isaiah, sorry, in the New Testament and then Acts. And then in, in the book of, uh, I think, uh, the Old Testament, where it is written that God, in Isaiah, that God does not dwell in the house that is built by hands, by human hands. So that, that statement there makes it to look as if that the church building or the house of God with regards to the church building is not important without the people in the building. 
Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Now, I've, I've told you times that when you hear any scripture, when you read any scripture, you, or when anybody is talking, you must judge it in the context with which he said whatever they said. He didn't say that uh, uh, God does not dwell in the houses built by hands to undermine the importance of the house that is built for the worship of God. He didn't say it for that reason. Hallelujah. He was just trying to say that God is too big to be domiciled in the place built by man. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? It doesn't mean that when we build a church and we dedicate it to God, God is not. Once we build a place or once we rent a place or buy a place and we dedicate it to God, God dwells in the place. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? That is why, let me, let me disturb you a little. That is why when we say, when we say God is in heaven, it's a bit confusing. Amen. Wherever God goes, that place is heaven. Praise God. Do you understand what I said? Are you getting it? Wherever God decides to go, that place becomes where God dwells. Hallelujah. So, because you look at heaven as a physical place that is somewhere above the skies. Hallelujah. But you will go, why, don't, why is it when you sit in the plane, you don't see God in the skies? Because that place is closer to the heaven you are thinking about. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? Talk about that one later. But somebody say the house of God. Pray and say, Father, renew my love for your house. So long as I am your child, I must be glad and excited to go to your house. Hallelujah. I told you last week, Sunday, that the fetish priest has a house. Hallelujah. Is that not it? The fetish priest has what? Everybody that claims to be something has a place where you can find them. So if God is our father, then God must have a house where he meets with his children. Hallelujah. That is why the, the church is not man's idea. The church is God's idea. Hallelujah. See anybody? Because God needs a meeting place, a physical place where he can meet with his children. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Yeah. A place where when you go, even though you may not see God physically, when you enter, you know that I have gone to God. Are you following what I'm saying? Do you know that when you enter into the hospital, you, even if you don't go to see the doctor, there is something in your mind that tells you that you came to the hospital and you have come to see a doctor. Are you hearing me? So if I want to find a doctor, where do I go? Talk to me, where do I go? I cannot find a doctor who says he's a medical profession. He is a medical, he, he practices medicine or he's a doctor. I cannot find the doctor at the marketplace. I can't find him at Mokola. Are you getting it? I only find a doctor at where? At where? Where will I find a banker? Where will I find a banker? Where will I find a fetish priest? Shrine. And most, most times the shrines are in the bush. It's just that today all the fetish priests are, are, are very rebranded. Hallelujah. They, are, they have proper locations more than some churches. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Some of them, fetish priests, their media team is very strong, more than churches. They can do some meeting and all. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what I'm trying to say is that every date, someone say every, say every date. When I say date, you understand. Every spiritual being, though they are spirit, they always expresses themselves in a place. Hallelujah. And Consciously or unconsciously, there is something that works through our mind to affect our whole being. When we get to know that this place is a place for this, without even seeing whatever is there, by the knowledge that this is here, it affects us. How many of you understand? You can enter into a house 
you have not seen a snake there. But somebody can tell you that in this house, there is a big snake there. Hallelujah. You have not seen the snake in, at any time or at any day. But the knowledge that there is a snake there now influences how you even enter into the house. Hallelujah. When you are sleeping in that kind of house where you are told that there is a snake here, you don't sleep with all your eyes closed. Are you hearing? But I'm trying to say that when you be, when you see, sometimes you may not even see or know what is in a place. Just by, how many of you know that you can enter, not every hospital, let me help you, hallelujah. You can enter into a certain hospital with a certain sickness. And you have not even seen the doctor. The environment of the hospital begins your healing process. So I'm telling you that the, the knowledge that there is something here can influence a lot of things in your life. When you enter here, you don't literally see God. But the, 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 the consciousness of the fact that I have come to God here begins a lot of things in your life. I pray that as a child of God, may, the, may going to church not be a difficult thing for you. The psalmist said, I was glad, I pray in the name of Jesus, that the hearing of church must not make you angry. The hearing of going to church must not get you tired. Unless you are, unless you are not a child of God. If you are a child of God, when you hear it is church day, you must be glad. The excitement to go to church is a proof that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. You see, you can give thousand reasons as to why you will not go to church. It still does not change the fact that as a child of God, you must not forsake your father's house. Oh, somebody give God a clap of So this year, I pray grace for you. Oh, I'm praying for you. May God help you with anything you need so that you can be present in church as others are also present. Look at your neighbor and say, going to church does not kill. Shout to them and say, getting up and bathing and going to church as a Christian does not kill. Look at them and say, say, church does not kill. Say, church does not kill. I pray for anybody under the sound of my voice this morning. May the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. And can I pray a prayer for you? May going to church not only be good for you when you are in, when you are in need. Hallelujah. That day God will not mind you. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why the Bible said that. Call unto him whilst he is near. Hallelujah. Say, say call unto him. So there, there is a period God allows you to call to him. And that is a period he is near. There are times he is far away. Hallelujah. So at these times and season that God is near, may you not avoid his presence. Lift up your voice and shout an amen. amen. Today I pray that the joy of going to the house of God will enter your heart. It's a simple message but very deep. May the joy of going to the house of God enter your heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may it not be so difficult for you as a Christian to go to the church, to go to church and to go to the house of God. Now, what you need to understand that in these last days, one of Satan's primary agenda is to make sure that Christians develop cold feet to the house of God. Hallelujah. That is one of Satan's agenda. Because he knows your strength in that house. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you are cleansed by the washing of the water of God's word. As I am teaching right now, it is not just a man you are hearing, but the word I am preaching is like water washing you. Washing you of things you don't know that are with you. 
Can I hear you shout amen? You are being cleansed. Say, I am being cleansed. I'm being cleansed. I'm being cleansed. Hallelujah. You are being cleansed of the things that are. Of the things that must come. Are you hearing me? Because as we are seated here, you don't know what lies ahead of you. Even the next hour after service is over. Are you hearing? Somebody is sitting here. What you don't even know that your car brake maybe is even off. You don't even know. But whilst you are here, the word of the Lord is cleansing you. I said it is cleansing you. The word, by the time you get there, your brake has been fixed. By the car, by, by, by the water of the word which I am preaching to you right now. You sit in your car and you drive home and nothing happens. And you think that your car is in a good condition. No, 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 no. What you didn't know was that your car was in a bad shape. That an accident was waiting for you. But whilst the word was being preached, the word like water entered into your car and fixed the brake and anything that could be harmful to your life. So there is more to gain. Can you imagine? You can't tell. You can't tell that if you didn't come to church this morning, you can't tell what would have happened to you in the course of the day. Hallelujah. I pray that this year God will renew your heart. Throw your two and say, Father, renew my love for your house. Everybody shout, throw your two and say, Father, renew my, renew, renew my love, my love, my passion, my commitment for your house, for your house, for your house. I want to be more committed. I want to go to church often this year. I don't want to be sitting home and giving all kinds of excuses. Can I say something to you? Listen, tomorrow is Monday. And no matter the excuse you have, you must, you must go to work. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, Monday, remember, you go to work. Because there have been times I know you were sick on Sunday, but Monday you have to go to work. Hallelujah. Whatever excuse you could have had not to go to work on Monday, you will still go. And because you have worked on Monday to Friday, there are certain engagements and appointments you will not receive them. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm teaching? No, are, we, are we here? Yes. May I pray the same grace of God upon your life. May it be so with your life as a Christian when it comes to church. Somebody shout amen. amen. Yesterday I said something to those who came. I said, you see, look at me. Look at me. Mitchua, if God is the one you will need when all is said and done, when he calls you, don't ignore the call. Hallelujah. No. No. If God is the one that when all is said and done, you have to run to for help. Then when that God calls that I need you, do everything to show. Hallelujah. Because you see, look at this preacher. Any help a fetish priest, a, me, a juju man, or an occultist, or a witch, or a wizard can give to you temporarily to give you relief out of your problems. The bigger part of that relief is there. And that one, it is only God who can fix it. So that is to say, even if, you are, if a fetish priest is able to cure you of your, of your ulcer by herbal medicine, the totality, the total disappearing of the ulcer is in the hands of God. Can I hear you shout amen? Oh, are you hearing what I'm talking about? So there are times the medicines, man's medicine will not work. And the only hope you have is God. And when there is an opportunity to go to this God, I pray that this year you will not ignore it. Oh, give God a clap of I Somebody shout and say, I was glad. May you be glad at going to church. May you be glad. And I told you last week, I'm just trying to go touch on last week so you can understand what I'm, where we are going. Hallelujah. I told you last week, see, sometimes you say, you say, oh, I am not, when I go to church, I'm not happy. Check who you are. Today, look at, look at this choir people. They were here yesterday, they rehearsed. They prayed. Today, they came. We all prayed one hour, soaked in the anointing. And they came to stand here to give their best to deliver under the influence of the Spirit of God. And yet, when you are standing here, you still cannot, you say, I was not fit. You are sick. Hallelujah. Oh, church, it looks like the church is boring. What are you chanting? I don't feel that. No, hey, there is nothing wrong with the song or the preaching or the teaching. Look at the atmosphere we are in. By the time you realize that you are not enjoying, it is not the church. You now, you are not enjoyable. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, sometimes what we are not, we try to come and find it with somebody. Are you hearing me? This is the kind of mentality we are pushed into our relationship and our marriages. That the things that we are not, we try to expect somebody to give it to us. And we burden somebody's daughter and burden somebody's son over our own, in, of our own deficiencies. Things we are struggling to get together, we are expecting somebody as innocent as they are to give it to us. Hallelujah. Do you know the amount of hours I have studied to be here today? The amount of prayers, hours of prayer I have done just to deliver like an hour message to you. And you tell me that I, I was not enjoying the church. When you are coming, come to, to church with sugar. Or oh, honey, are you following me? So any part of the service that you don't feel enjoyable, put the sugar there. Praise God. Throw your hands and say, Father, touch my love for your house. Hallelujah. May the joy of the house of God enter your heart. Oh, someone lift up your voice and shout a better amen. Say, Lord, the joy of going to your house. Listen, unless you are not a child of God, unless you don't really have a relationship with God, hallelujah. Yeah, because in that place you go to meet people of your kind. One of the reasons you go to work, you, you have something that excites you about the work, even though sometimes your voice can, your voice can be very difficult. You still will have to go. Because when you go to work there, you meet your colleagues and you are able to at least break time. You are able to have fun together discussing football and other stops. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There is something apart from the salary and apart from your work in the workplace. There is something that makes you to go to the work. Hallelujah. I pray that this year you will be more than you have ever been as a Christian. May, we have 365 days in a year. Eh? I pray that if you miss church, only the five. You say you not, you see you not shout amen. I said, I pray that if you miss church, may it be only the five, the last five. At least 360 days. It's not bad at all. Can you imagine how your life will be? I know something will change. Hallelujah. I know your mind will be renewed. I know you hear something that will let you sit right. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord will help you this year. Now, the, question, the other thing I want us to look into the scripture for today. Someone say, when they said. Somebody shout and say, when they said. So, David said, I was glad. He, David, was glad. When they said. So, you are looking at a community or a group of people dealing with an individual. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said. Say, I and they. One person was glad. When a majority said, let us go to the house of the Lord. You see, among all the blessings you can ever have in life, one of the best blessings you can ever have, beat every blessing, is to have a friend and a brother who can tell you, let's go to church. If you are clapping, clap where clapping is free. I want you to, listen, don't take for granted a friend a brother, a sister, who can say, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband, wife, who can tell you, let's go to church. Hallelujah. But amazingly, most Christians don't even like other Christians who tell them, let's go to church. We enjoy the company of Christians who can sit idle with us and gossip. We enjoy their company. But the company that tells us, let's go to church, that is why most of you go to schools and go to workplaces and you hide your identity even as a Christian because you don't want anybody to be bothering you with church, church, church or spiritual, spiritual things. But it will not be long that you begin to appreciate the importance of going to the house of God and the importance of having somebody in and around your life whose solution to you every day can we go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. When you have a problem and you have a friend that can say, can we go Oh, I like the servant of Saul. Can I hear you shout amen? And I pray that wisdom over everybody's life. May God give us friends. May God give us loved ones. May God give us servants, mid servants and man servants who can be able to tell us, I know a man of God here. I know a temple here. I know a church here. Let us go there. We will meet God there. Somebody clap your hands for the Lord. Now, now, look at you and say, there is, there is always a place of solution for everything. 
Where do we get solution to sicknesses? Where? Where do we get financial solution? Where do we get itchy, I tempted solutions? Where? Talk to me where? Huh? So to every need in a man's life, there is a place that is designed to meet that need. Hallelujah. For the spiritual needs of every man on earth, there is a temple of a deity that the person must enter. Did you hear what I'm talking about? I said for the spiritual needs of every man. Don't let me be restricted to Christianity. For the spiritual need of every man, there is a temple inhabited by a deity. That man must go there. Hallelujah. So that, that is why we have temples in this world. Somebody say temples. It's not only God's temple, that is a temple people go to. There are many temples people go to. Because when it comes to the spiritual need of a man, the solution is in the temple of a deity. You didn't hear what I said. Say, so when it comes to the spiritual need of a man, everybody say, so when it comes to the spiritual need of a man, the solution is in a temple inhabited by a deity. Do you understand what I said? When it comes to my spiritual need as a Christian, God has placed the solution of that need in the temple, which is my church. Hallelujah. Now, can somebody will come here, somebody will come to church, gone to the hospitals, gone to the hospitals, done, done all the scans and all the, uh, all the medical things that has to be done with regards to a cancer the growth of something, cancerous cells or something in his body. And everything is done. The doctors do, they don't detect, they don't see anything. And the person, they, they say that you're with a cancer of the lungs. And all you are trying to see is to manage it till you die. Hallelujah. And the person comes to church. And then I look at the person, I say, this one will not kill you. Just get me a communion wine. And let me pray over the communion wine for three days as I pray with you for three days. After three days, take the communion wine for 14 days. After taking the communion wine for 14 days, he returns back to the hospital and the people tell him that that cancerous lungs is totally healed. Problem, amen. Am I teaching somebody at all? The devil knows that for you and I as God's children, the solution to our spiritual needs and even beyond our spiritual needs, our material needs, the solution is in the temple. Hallelujah. The solution. Someone said the solution is in the temple. It doesn't matter how long, you see, all that matters is that you must be with God. In the book, can I, can I go further a little? In the book of Psalms, I think Psalm 68 or something, talks about Father, God picks the lonely. Hallelujah. Or uh, 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 picks the lonely and put him in families. God picks the, what? the solitary person and puts him in family. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lift up your two hands. Put the book down. Lift up your two hands. Psalm 68 verse 6. Put the scripture down. Let's do that. Look at the scripture. Look at it. Look. And I want you to lift up your two hands. God set the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dry. Give it to me another version. I want to do a prayer right now. Today you will thank God for making you part of a church. That you belong to a certain house, and the house is the house of God. Hallelujah. God settles the lonely in families. So you see, when it comes to God, God doesn't want anybody to dwell alone. Am I teaching? Am I teaching? There is no way you can be a Christian without the house of God. Touch your neighbor and say, there is no way. You can be a Christian without the house of God. Am I teaching well? God settles the lonely. Somebody say, I am in the family of God. Shout to say, I'm in the family of God. And it is the Lord that settled me in this family. Hallelujah. It is, it is well said that one of the things that kills faster, that one of the things that kills men faster is loneliness. Amen. 
It says that to the motivational speakers are trying to make it like that. Loneliness does not mean aloneness. Hallelujah. You know, as for the motivational speakers, they always find something to say to encourage you. But you realize that sometimes loneliness is a loneliness. Loneliness. You are, you, you, whether you like it, you are alone and you are lonely. No matter how you try to escape it, use grammar to deliver yourself. You are still lonely. Hallelujah. They say that sometimes somebody can even be with you, but you are still lonely. The truth is that you are lonely. And you are also alone. Hallelujah. But there are people who are, who are alone and they are lonely, but they are doing well. Praise God. The thing is that God never intended for anybody to dwell alone. Everybody that came out from God, God put the man somewhere. Can I hear somebody shout amen? I want you to lift up your two and say, Father, I thank you. And today, I want you to even thank God for the people that introduced Christ to you. The people that even introduced church to you. Thank God for their lives. Because you were a lonely man gallivanting and wandering. You were, you, you, were, you were exposed to any kind of evil until somebody said, let's go to church. Let's go to church. You didn't even know where you were going. You didn't even understand what church is, but you found yourself there. And by the grace of God, you are still here. And especially But the truth is that you have this sense of responsibility that I still have to go to church. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you for the mothers that introduced church to me. So he said, I was glad that the gladness of his heart to go to the house of God was made possible by a certain day. Someone say a certain day. Had it not been the, the, those day, not D-A-Y, D-T-H-E-Y, had it not been that people who said to him, let us go, the gladness wouldn't have come. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to the background story of this scripture, but it is David who wrote it. And he himself was in Jerusalem, but he wrote it with a certain mentality. He wrote it for the people that would travel many miles from different cities and different towns to come to Jerusalem three times in a year to worship God, to offer sacrifices, and to fellowship. Hallelujah. So, even though he, he is the one that wrote it, he wrote it as an individual for the majority. Entering into their heart with regards to coming to Jerusalem. Because he wrote it on the level of his own experience when it is time for him to go to the house of God. Is anybody here? Amen? So you know there is something I always say to somebody. Anybody who is full of assumptions or suspicions, that person is, is the first culprit. Hallelujah. Because what you can so easily feel for another person, it is obvious you are doing the same thing. What you can so easily think and suspect others with, it is obvious that you do the same thing. Hallelujah. Because out of the bowels of your spirit, you will always mean something for others. Are you hearing me? David looked at the joy, his personal joy, when it comes to going to the church or going to the house of the Lord. And out of it, he wrote it for those who were journeying from far to Jerusalem. And he said, I was glad. So it's like a multitude saying to an individual, say, let's go to the house of God. Hallelujah. Now, I pray that this year, come on, lift your right hand. Listen. Rise to your feet for a minute. Say, this year, I, by the help of the Lord, why is coming? Say, this year, I, I by the help of the Lord, will be the reason others will go to church. I will be the reason others will go to the house of the Lord. Come on, shout to him and say, Father, help me. That I'll be the voice that encourages. I'll be the voice that invites. And the voice that encourages others to come to the house of God. As I myself also, I will be present. Sit down. I'll be finishing soon. You know, there is this. Look at me. Today we bind every false spirit of deception. 
oh, oh, this year we shall see a lot of people running to church. Listen, contrary to the notion that people don't want to go to church, this scripture tells me that the reason we think so is because we are not ready to call people. Hallelujah. But this year, we want to be among the day that can tell others, let's go to the house of God. And I pray that if somebody calls you that let's go to the house of God, may you not decline the invitation. Your amen is weak. Listen, there are people, look at me, I'm telling you. Take it from me, I said there are people. There are people amongst your friends, your neighbors, Aaron, do you understand? Among your colleagues, they want to really go to church. They really want to go to the house of God. Sometimes check the questions they ask concerning church and how they are able to talk about pastors. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me? Anybody, let me show you one of the signs that I believe. Anybody who is not even a believer, who finds time to criticize the things of the church, they are candidates for church. You didn't hear what I said. Hallelujah. There is something about the house of God that interests them. Just that they lack the, the courage and the humility to admit it. So the best way they do is to find a way to join the critics and then they create, or ask, sometimes look at the question they can even ask you. Hallelujah. How many of you have friends like that? How many of your friends can ask you about church? Raise your hand, let me see. Sometimes you post something Christ-like about your church, or about, Christ, or about Christ on your running status, and they will click, and they, they will say something, and they will begin a conversation. And you think they don't want to go to church, they want to go. The problem is that they don't have a voice that compels them to come. But this year, I pray grace for you. Lift up your voice. This year, I pray grace for you. May you be among the day that will step into another dimension of your Christian life. That you will be invitational this year. Say, I'll be invitational this year. Weaken and weaker, day by day. May you receive the grace to invite others to the house of God. I was glad. People are looking for some people to tell them, let's go to the house of God. I'm telling you. Take it from me as your pastor. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet. Say this year in the name of Jesus. I will be a blessing to the house of God. This house that has blessed me. Lift your two hands. Today when they were dancing, I was thinking, can you, can you start to begin to think? Look at the way you are dancing and worshiping. Look at the way we are gathering. Is it not beautiful? Is it not awesome? Can you imagine your colleague friends? who are in the house, where they are sleeping their eyes off. Some are, as I'm talking, as early as this morning, some are in appetition joints. Hallelujah. Some are on their way to a mutual joint. Is anybody hearing me? Some, they have turned on their television until the evening, they will be in front of television and their phone. And you call them your friend. You are in church. Nice dress. You at least even if you came for fun, you are not in the house. I pray that this year you receive this courage to be invitational. Stretch once and say, I'll be invitational. Listen, and as you are inviting them, don't expect that they will just get up and follow. But you must keep inviting until they say, we are tired of you. We will follow you. Pray that this year, may you be among the day. Someone say, say, I have to be among the day. Please lift up your, are you hearing? David said that, they said unto me, may you be able to say unto others this year. Oh, come on, come on. When they said, someone say, when? When, referring to time, shout amen. So, to the, to the unchurched, to the unsaved, to the unbeliever, this is the right time to invite them to church. And I show you, one of the most crucial times you can also invite somebody to church is when the person is in the need. Hallelujah. Whether spiritual or physical, or they are dealing with a certain major challenge, it is a fine opportunity to introduce them to church. Hallelujah. How do people introduce people to fetish priests? When they need something. How do people, how is somebody going to challenge? This bet now, I could challenge you. I could challenge you. 
When people want to hate, they are ready to respond to any invitation. I'm telling you, when people are in need, they need people to give them places they can find solutions. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the times we are in right now, it is a time where the whole creation is groaning for help. Hallelujah. They want solutions. I pray that we'll be available to show them where they can find solutions. If not, we will allow other people to lead them to other temples, making our work more difficult for us. There is a friend you have. A temple is calling that friend. And you are God's voice to the friend to lead him to the house of God. You too. You too. You say that as for this one is the work of the pastors. But I hear David said, I was glad when they said, and this day were not priests or prophets or pastors or teachers. They were just ordinary people who were heading towards the house of God and they made an invitation to others. May you this year in the name of the Lord Jesus, may you receive the grace and the courage to know how to make invitation to people. Can I hear you shout amen? The Bible says that knowing the terror of God, we warn all men. You, you know what God can do to sinners, yet you are not warning them. Hell is real. How many of you know that? How many of you know that hell is real? Hey, we saw Jim and yet 10 years we sat to America. And eternity. May your father not go there because of you. May your friends not perish in hell because of you. All your friends need. Is somebody to say, let us go to the house of God. He said, I was, when they said, there must always be somebody doing the calling. Yanko, Yanko. And you too, I pray for you. Anybody that calls you to come to the house of God, don't decline the call. Don't see their call and turn the phone upside down. You don't know what they are calling you out from. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. You don't know what they are. When somebody picks up the phone and calls you, you don't know how that day they are delivering you. You don't know how that day they are helping you. They are calling your soul out of hell. They are calling your soul out of something that lies ahead of you in the course of the week. That your only guarantee of safety is to be in the house of the Lord. The psalmist said that our, a day in thy court is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the tent of my God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. Where you go in this world is ever safe enough to secure your eternal salvation at the house of God. Say, I will be that voice that will invite. Say, I must invite you. Say, I must invite my neighbors, my classmates. I must invite my friends. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me? Look at the friends you have. Look at the neighbors you have. And all of them are going to hell because they are without Christ. And you are always with them, playing with them, laughing with them, hanging around with them. And you think that, oh, they don't like church. So, somebody says, so the pastors have disappointed them, so they want to go. They, I'm saying that they want, take, I, they want to go to church. The reason they are looking for a good church to go, and if you know one, recommend it. Give God a clap of friend. The last one I teach, say I will not just be invitational, but I will also be encouraging. So we invite unbelievers, we encourage believers. Hallelujah. Say so we invite unbelievers to church or to the house of God and we encourage believers to the house of God. So when he said, I was glad, when they said unto me, that, 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 that thing was both invitational and that was also an encouragement. Hallelujah. Listen, this last day, Hallelujah. Worst of it all, our domestic material and financial needs. How many of you know that? That is reality. That there can be a good Christian who loves God, but going to church is a difficult thing for them because they are dealing with a certain situation 
either financial situation. I'm listen, all of us seated here. I'm telling the people who close church and we go, people will struggle to find what they are going to eat. Is anybody hearing me? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? People are struggling genuinely. And it's not because they are lazy, it's not because they are under a curse. Hallelujah. Now, could I was here, farmer will help. Every day I realize that every day our needs are increasing by the day. How many of you understand what I'm teaching? No, I don't feel you. Are you here? Every day there is something we are solving. A certain finance, 90%, we have 90% financial issues you are dealing with. You have to pay school fees, pay water bill, light bill, food, children. Hallelujah. And these are real demons we are dealing with. In those days when you are pregnant and you are going to be, you, you are expecting a baby with gladness of heart. Hallelujah. These days when you are pregnant, you, are, you have mixed feelings. You don't know whether to be happy or not to be happy. It doesn't matter even the money you have. Even though the children are a reward from the Lord, you, know, you don't know whether this reward is a good reward or a bad reward. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. People are really dealing with things. There are Christians in church who are struggling morally with issues. And what the, the things they are struggling with has affected their confidence in coming to church. Are you hearing what I'm teaching you? What's he asking? night. What yes? They make another. Teacher Eric, Anna. Saturday night, you know, but Saturday, but Saturday night, Dua. All the demons of hell will bounce on him. And to me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah. Sometimes, oh no, but in that confused state, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah. That alone can weaken your body and your excitement towards church. Hallelujah. What yes? There are many Christians with, listen, look at this preacher, I'm going to talk to me, look at me. There are people here who want to do right for God. When they attempt and they fail at it, it weakens their confidence towards God. I'm telling you, somebody really wants to stay away from fornication and adultery, or try one month, who is out here to Yeah, I'm telling you. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? But I'm trying to let you understand that this year may be more encouraging. Encourage people. Don't, don't, don't look at how well you are doing to think that everybody must do the same. People are dealing with issues beyond their strength. What's your answer? You, you, don't, you don't know. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? So may you be the voice that says to others. Sometimes all a brother needs is to let us go to the house of God. Sometimes all a sister needs. My brother. So you should understand the times we are in. So that is the reason why you cannot leave any brother or sister to say that sometimes that sister knows what they have to do. But what they are dealing with discourages their heart. Makes it difficult to even desire to go to church. Because they are dealing with something that is a system. And may you be a brother and a sister that will know how to encourage somebody. Can I hear somebody shout amen? Instead of you sitting down and thinking that nobody wants to go to church. I want you to now begin to understand. Some of you, Saturday night, and I give you a year, you know, the guilty consciousness. Now give you for sir. Monday, I give you a Monday, no. But somebody for free, sir. Still, on your case, one quite sorry. Monty, you make an as well. Hallelujah. Still. On Felicia, one quite sorry. And then you, oh God. Somebody, someone lift up your right and say, God, help us. May we go back to those days again. When we're going to church, I'll pass over Daniel's house. And I'll call him. 
the time we do saw them, near a whole group of friends who are going together. Today, over here, running status, no asri. Quack, 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 quack. Send me wife. Send me wife. Hallelujah. Send me wife. But the person is on their way to church. He will not even or she will not even bother to ask. Are you coming to church? I'm already my way. And I'm a family in Kwana. No, 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 no. Because we have become so absorbed with ourselves. Me, I, and myself. Hallelujah. But this year, may God touch our hearts. May your brother be your burden. May your sister's faith be your burden. That I am going to check up on them. I am going to call them. I am going to pull them and draw them. I pray that the Lord will touch your heart this morning. And not, don't leave any brother's faith to chance. Give God a clap of it. Let me give you a couple of scriptures then we pray. Are you blessed? Read for me. Read for me. Let me read this. this. Zechariah 8.22. Write it down quickly. Can we stand for one minute? And many people. No. Go to verse 21. Everybody stand, stand, stand. Okay. Can we read together? Go. Go, go, go. Read everyone. I want to hear everyone. Go. Uh-huh. 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 Lift up your right hand. Say this year, I take upon myself this charge that I will move from one place to another place. Either personally or by phone call encouraging, compelling, helping my brothers to go with me to the house of the Lord. And whilst I am at it, I myself I will go. May you receive that grace. Listen. Touch your neighbor and say, I need your help to go to the house of God. Say, I need your help to go to the house of the Lord. Tell them I am really born again. I love Jesus, but I lack the encouragement because I'm dealing with so many things and I'm not strong like yourself. I am not mentally strong like you. I am not spiritually strong like you. I am not the type of person that can be dealing with something and at the same time, I'm able to stay focused and do what I'm supposed to do. As for me, when I am dealing with something, it takes my whole attention. It takes my whole being. If somebody does not touch me, I will slip into slumber. So I need you to help me. Help me to, be, to keep my prayer life on fire. Hallelujah. Oh, may we return back to those days again. I said, may we return to those back days Are you hearing me? May we return to the place where we will encourage one another. To the house of the Lord. Then, he put some Isaiah 41 verse 7. Please sit down. I'll be down soon. Just here. I'm praying down. The craftsman encourages the goldsmith. And he who wields the hammer cheers him who strikes the anvil. Saying of the welding, it is good. No nails. He nails it down so it will not be toppled. I pray grace for you. I pray grace for you. I pray grace for you. The, someone said the craftsman encourages the goldsmith. Now, in the context of this scripture, they are making idols. Hallelujah. They are building idols. They are making idols. To be worshipped by men. That when you read the whole scripture, you'll understand. They, they are making idols. They are putting pieces of metals and wood together. And different people are trying to put up this idol together so that people can worship it. And Isaiah looks at them and says that when I looked at what they were looking at, I saw the craftsman encouraging the goldsmith. Hallelujah. The craftsman. We are on the same work, but what we are doing is different on the same work. But at point in time, I must be able to look, I must be able to move away from what I am doing and look at how somebody is faring with what they are doing. And when I check and see, all they need is an encouragement so we can finish this thing. Touch them and say, forgive me. And let's forgive ourselves. 
always been too quick to know what people have to do. But we fail to know how we have to help them do what they have to do. Did you hear what I said? It's easy for everybody to know what somebody has to do. But we fail to see how we can help them do what they must do. Hallelujah. This year I pray grace for you. Don't be, people don't just be teachers. Look at this question. Everybody in this room, no matter who they are, they know the right thing to do. Or you don't agree? Or you don't agree? Amen. So in everybody lies that ability to know what they have to do. Anybody drinking knows that they have to stop. Anybody fornicating knows that they have to stop. Anybody lying knows that they have to stop. Anybody who is a Christian but struggles to go to church knows that they have to go to church. This home they are sitting, it is not good for them. They know. But the spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. And the flesh is growing weaker because when the flesh grows weaker, there must be a man that touches the flesh with words of encouragement. He said, hey, Pat, man, you say no chance, you. Hey, Pat, man, I say, oh, chance, yes, I'm you, yeah. Instead of touching her to strengthen her, your hand is, ah, now you send your wife with you. Now you send your wife with you. Now your hand is, ah, or say we are. Now you're commentators, now you're writing, you're true commentary. Now you're dissecting, bisecting it. Pat, two years ago, no, a very old judge was, now you send more worry, you know, what's the other way, but, ah, May the Lord deliver us. Clap your hands and say, Father, help me. Rise to your feet, rise to your feet, rise to your feet. Say, say this year, I will go to the house of God. And whilst I am going, I will invite others and I will encourage others. Some say, I will encourage Somebody wants to come to church. Find the money to encourage. Hallelujah. Please, are you hearing what I'm saying? Find the money because you have to encourage. Hallelujah. I visited a prophet friend of mine in the course of the week. And then we were having a discussion. Then he said something. He said, Apostle, we that we call ourselves good men of God, we are the ones that makes it easy for other good men of God like ourselves fall into the hands of wrong men of God who are ready to help them with their problems. And I said it is true. Because you see, as I'm standing here right now, when Reverend Ben genuinely needs help, that I must help him, I will be selfish and occupied with my own spirituality and even think that this guy, God has not called him. If God has called him, he shouldn't be suffering like this. And the help, I must help him to do well. I'd rather think that saying, I'm in Africa. It's so brazy. Then I catch a say, go and add more prayer. Apply more pressure in prayer. God will break you through. Listen, I told you, I'm saying it again. In the church, if this one breaks through, this man must not struggle to break through. The moment she breaks through and this guy is struggling to break through, his breakthrough will not last. Are you hearing me? Because her breakthrough must influence a breakthrough for him. She must break through to be able to say, I will help you also to break through. So this man's prayer for breakthrough must end when this one breaks through. But I will break it through. But Reverend Ben will go to Adams is not a man of God. Who is not even, oh yeah, so for crown, 
Because of, I know a man of God who is a fetish priest in the church who has helped genuine men of God rented place for worship. You understand what I said? He's a, a man of God who is not a man of God. But, oh yeah, sorry. But me, 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 Praise God. So I come for, are you hearing me? On no dimisika, and rented places. Emma, and conform with genuine men of God who are struggling to have. He's even bought drums and set of instruments for a friend's church I know. But, my this friend, and Kobe, genuine man of God, he said, My God will help you. Kneel down, receive oil. Lift up your two and say, This year, I will go to the house of the Lord. And whilst I am at it, I will invite others. I will encourage others. Any means I can, anyhow I can, I must get others to go to the house of the Lord. Lift up your voice and pray to God for grace right now. Number one, the Lord renew my love for your house. Every hand's lifted up. Every hand's lifted up. Every hand's lifted up in prayer. Revive my heart for your house. Revive my heart for your house. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift your voice and pray. And Lord, grant me that courage to be invitational, to be encouraging that this year I will not stay home. This year I will make sure that my brothers and my sisters do not stay home while it's church day. In the name of the Lord Jesus, whether it is Thursday, whether it is Sunday, whether it's a revival, so long as it is church day, I refuse to stay home. I must be present. I must be present. I must be present. I want you to pray one last prayer. Say, Father, I lift up prayer. For my brothers all over the world, for my sisters all over the world, we lift up prayer for every child of God, every hands lifted up, who has forsaken the house of God. Because of issues or whatever they fell to, Lord, as we clap our hands and pray, let the sound of our clapping be a revival in your spirit that you will stand them up again in the name of the Lord Jesus and bring them back to house. Bring, back the, bring them back home again. Can you clap your hands and pray for somebody? May something burn in your heart. I, last year I preached a message the threat of the unsaved. The threat of the, those who don't go to church. The truth of the matter is that the next ritualist that will make your child your target is somebody you must invite to church. That if you don't do that invitation, somebody will invite them into ritualistic activities and they will make your child, make my child their target. The next arm robber is somebody you walk past every day. That you must just say, can we go to church? This year, maybe we have an invitation now. The next politician who will come and do this nation is a child around your area. The way you look at the way the guy can roam about, you, you can see that this is a criminal politician in the rising. You can just give an invitation. And Jesus said, allow the children to come to me for this is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. This year, the infants, the teens, the young adults, all of them will bring them to church. We will not leave anybody in the house and say they are children. And you yourself, you must come. Don't make yourself an easy victim for evil. Should I repeat it? Say, I will not make myself an easy victim for evil. I will not be in a place where evil can so easily find me the safest place is in God's house. The safest place. And I, I want you to pray. Some Christian sister has fallen. A Christian brother has fallen. A Christian sister has gone out of church because somebody hurt or offended her. 
They've left the church, but they must not leave the faith. Are you hearing me? May the Lord restore everybody back again. Please lift up your two hands. Anybody that has fallen to sin, fallen to worldliness, fallen to carnality, fallen out of faith, fallen out of fellowship, will lift up prayer from the world theater that God restore them again. Lord, restore them to fellowship again. As we clap our hands and pray, Lord, heal the brokenhearted, heal the wounds in their heart, and restore them to the faith. Can somebody clap your hands and pray right now? Your prayer will help somebody this morning. Your brother that is in the house, your sister that is in the house, on your son, your becoming on your what did know? Somebody pray for your friend, what? Pray for that friend. In the name of Jesus, Father, lift up prayer for these ones that are here, as your hands are lifted far above their head. Let our heart burn for your house again. Set our hearts on fire for your house again. As the deer panted for water, make us longing and desirous of your house. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may we always live in expectation of coming to your house. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we ask for the humility to invite others. We ask for the boldness to encourage others in the almighty name of Jesus. I pray that, Father, if there is anybody under the sound of my voice that is struggling with their love and their commitment to your house and to invite others and to encourage others, I pray that, Lord, you will touch them with fresh fire. Touch them with fresh fire. In the name of the Lord Jesus, touch my sister, touch my brother, touch that friend of mine, touch that wife, touch that husband, touch that neighbor. In the name of the Lord Jesus, touch every heart that is growing cold, touch every feet and every knee that has grown weaker, touch it, oh God, and strengthen it one more time. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may we be awakened in our sense of responsibility to you as our King and our God and our Father in the name of Jesus, that all you you long to see and you long to have for us to do is to be where you are. Is to be where you are. And I pray that Lord use us to rescue the lost. Use us to encourage our friends. Use us to help others. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 